Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Wednesday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Tuesday, um, and it's the school lunch dilemma again. Why, why are we having to give kids school lunches? Why are kids hungry? I think Kerry's asking the same questions, so I better not steal her thunder. Uh, in the wake of uh, ChatGPT's success... Uh, this is the uh, bit of AI that you can basically ask to do anything. Write your dissertation for your master's degree, whatever you like. Uh, Google has got its own now, so that's good. It's, it's good to have more ways to cheat at life. Uh, the stupidest thing you've ever done. And uh, taking the rubbish out. But before any of that, uh, why Tongy Day? We're a bit over it, are we? If Chris Hipkins had spoken in today or used notes, which, by the way, he did both. I mean, he did actually have notes. He was holding them the whole time. He maybe didn't read them as much as Luxon did. But that was the barrel we ended up scraping for coverage. Who spoke in Tereo, who used notes, and a big tisk-tisk from the bit players who didn't like it and were seemingly affronted by it. You know, when it dissolves into political bickering, it just becomes tedious, doesn't it? I mean, we have enough of that all year round, don't we? Do we really need it on Waitangi Day too? One of the arguments around our National Day is how we engage and involve people more in it. And I'm just not sure scaring them away from participating by judging everyone on how they participate is the answer. I personally couldn't care less who spoke from notes, who didn't. I'm not sure off-the-cuff speeches are necessarily any better, to be honest, than ones with notes. Off-the-cuff speeches can get very rambly and long-winded. And if you're someone with a message to get across and you've got a limited time and you want to make your points well, then having the foresight to prep and make notes on that just seems like the right thing to do. So another day of petty point scoring and judging, and in that is the lesson, I reckon, as to why Waitangi Day is something many people are choosing to ignore rather than participate in. The notes thing is interesting to me, far more interesting than Waitangi Day itself. Sorry to say, Kate. Um... For two reasons. Firstly, when Chris Luxon, sorry, Christopher, I insist on still calling him Christopher, uh, uh, first got the job as national leader, uh, people used to go on about how he could talk without notes. He was such a great speaker, he can talk for ages without notes. So if he's going around talking with notes now, oh, something's happened there. But also, I, was, I, I um, remember when you used to do speeches at school. You know, the speech competition. I won every year's speech competition I, was, I ever did. Um, sometimes they were silly speeches about silly things, but I discovered that if you could make an entire school assembly laugh, you were halfway to winning. So anyway, uh, but I never used notes. Um, and I thought that helped as well. Uh, sometimes I had cards... Just little, you know, reminder cards, but then I never looked at them. I wouldn't be able to do that these days because I can't remember anything. Anyway, while we're speaking of school, uh, we're still providing school lunches. Why? Why do we need to? Millions, hundreds of millions have been poured in by charitable donation. There's numerous charities that are trying to do their best to feed the kids by businesses countless volunteer hours have been put in and hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars have been put in to ensure that children are in the best possible way to learn. Their tummies are full, they can focus, they can concentrate. 
And yet we've got the Children's Commissioner saying kids down the road are starving. We've got just 39.9% of kids turning up for school regularly. Do these programs need an overhaul? Could the money be better spent elsewhere in feeding starving children and lifting them out of poverty? Intuitively, I would have thought school was the place for it. Get them through the door with the promise of a feed and try and get them to come regularly. I remember um, Thursdays used to be uh, bought lunch day and I used to get a pie and a zap. Do you remember zap? You don't remember zap? There was a crazy. There was a crazy time when they had a banana chocolate zap because they you could get banana zap and you could get chocolate zap, and then suddenly one day there was there was both in one carton. I don't know how they did that. I'm starting to wonder whether it was real bananas or real chocolate. Actually, I don't think that's really relevant. Um, but at least you know that when I say random stuff, that this is not being hosted by AI. Uh, Chat GPT has been going from uh, strength to strength. Um, you can ask it anything. It'll tell you a lot of things. Uh, it can write stuff for you. You can have a conversation with it if you want. It's all, uh, and uh, it turns out that people have stopped Googling things and they're just asking Chat GPT instead. So Google's decided to do something about that. Thank you, Paul Spain. Please explain. It's explain. That's, that's what we should call this segment. Paul, is this a good thing for the world? Look, um, I, I think we've got some pretty interesting times ahead with artificial intelligence really becoming incredibly mainstream that we all can tap into. Uh, ChatGPT has, has started that with Microsoft Bing, and we're expecting to see that uh, in Microsoft Bing search engine uh, as a, an option soon. And now uh, Google jumping in on the game. I think it's going to be very, very interesting. I mean, Paul, apart from the, the fact that it's kind of novel and a bit of fun, what am I actually going to use this for in my, in my life? Well, look, I think it will it'll vary from person to person. You know, I can imagine in a newsroom you're wanting to collate information from all sorts of sources and, and get that summarised. That's the sort of thing that you can use this for. I think all of us will find things that we can, you know, we can have. To the, to the AI, to the bots, uh, to save us time and, and you know, to, to help us out. Yeah, I think it's like anything. You use it as a tool. Um, I, I used ChatGPT yesterday when I was uh, writing an article, not to write the article for me, but to summarise the information I've been given about what I was writing the article about. And then I sort of did it off that and then referred back to the original source just to make sure that it was all correct. And it just helped me uh, do a bit of an, a different aspect of things. It's like anything, it's a tool. I think you're going to get in trouble if you rely on it completely. But if you use it as a tool, it's like a spell check, you know? It's not, sometimes you want to spell the words wrong. Why would you want... Hey, have you ever done anything really stupid like uh, fill up the, the, the your boat with gas only to find that you uh, stuck the Bowser into the rod holder instead of the tank? 
an Aussie bloke did that. Cost him six hundred bucks. What's the stupidest thing you've ever done? I've, I've driven down the uh, the farm farm race uh, with a bike on the roof and gone straight <laughs> underneath the centre pivot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've also jumped in the uh, in the Ute one day and the phone went with the with the hands. Had this long animated conversation with a contractor, <laughs> and um, that buddy pissed off when I finished. Started the truck. Stuck it in reverse, went straight through the bloody uh, uh, <laughs> garage door. So, so probably the, the one that the, the one that you know, I won't even say today we've had a bit of a mare this morning. Yeah. My wife brings me up and goes, We've got a problem with the freezer. And I go, yeah. What? And she says, Oh, I could smell it. I lifted the lid and so we well as a farmer you can you will know about the Simon, we knock a kettle yeah. beast over and we, we, yeah. we fill the Big, great big chest freezer up with me. Yep, yep. Last week I had a bit of a flat tire on the tractor. I shot into the workshop, and that's where the freezer is. And I think I unplugged the unplugged the uh, freezer plug in the compressor. And oh, I, think I may have forgotten to. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that the worst smell in the history of the world, Sean? It's always the things too that you say to yourself, look, whatever happens don't let me forget that i've got the bike on the roof or that i've unplugged the freezer i must come back and then you never do uh yeah. back in the day they used to tie a piece of string on your finger and you look at the piece of string and you go why have i tied that there and that reminds you of course with me it doesn't work because i just go oh i wish i could remember why i tied that piece of string there that's been important uh maybe it was to take the rubbish out Rubbish day is a different day today. It's today in my place. And these, I think, are wheelie bins where you pay the person to come and get them. It says, I'm sick and tired of slack customer service by name of company and will not be renewing our contract with them after the latest fiasco. I don't know why people have their own private wheelie bins. It says, our bin was left unemptied last Wednesday. And some of the contents of our bins are particularly smelly. And if an empty, and if an empty, or if an empty is missed, like it hasn't been emptied after two existentials fell. I've been phoning the company for six days now to complain and to ask what will be done to fix the problem and to give us a credit. But so far, no one has answered numerous calls or three emails or messages I have left on their website. What is the best action to take? Can you and your listeners please make suggestions when this occurs? I've been putting our bin out of the curb at 7pm on Tuesday evenings for winds emptying for 12 and a half years, but last week the truck just rolled straight past our home. Yeah, that's a disaster when that happens. And it's and again, it's a bit like the things we were talking about before. It's always when you can least afford it to happen. It's, it's, it's when you forgot to put the rubbish out the week before and you've, you've tried to put two weeks worth of rubbish into your bin and then they don't collect it and it's like oh no my advice is to move just move house leave it there it becomes somebody else's problem I'm Glenn ZB uh, that has been News with ZB and we will do it all again tomorrow rubbish day or not